and welcome back. Today's class is dedicated by Debbie and Victor Janowski. In loving memory of Debbie's dad. Very special Yid, Reb Benny Karakowski, Dovber, Ben Eliyahu Aryeh, Mehez Neshama, have an Aliyah, and may we be able to share good times. Hopefully, all meeting again soon in the Beit HaMikdash. And when we get there, and when we enter the Beit HaMikdash, well, here's some halachas, some laws, some rules you're going to have to know. Hilchot Beit HaBechira, we are now in the seventh chapter, and we're learning the third halacha. V'chol ha'nichnosim, says Rambam, all of those who enter, namely, enter the Beis HaMikdash. That is to say, there was not a specific gate through which you had to enter. But regardless of which gate you chose to enter, whether it was the primary entrance on the eastern end of the Beis HaMikdash complex, whether it was the area or the doors on the right or left, which were north or south, regardless of which door, of which gate you would enter into, the Rambam tells us, So then you enter the gate and you move towards the right. Of course, this means you were intending to go to one side or the other. If your destination was straight ahead, there was no point in turning at all. But if you're intending to go to do something in the Beis HaMikdash, and you had to make a move to one side or the other, then the right thing would be to veer right. That's the right of way, or the right way, to enter the Beis HaMikdash. Umakifen, and then you'd make a full circle, v'yeitzin derech smoil, and you'd leave the Beis HaMikdash, on the left of your entrance. So funny enough, technically you'd be leaving on the right too, but it would be the other side from which you had entered. So it would be, be called leaving by the left. And, and that is to say, so if you're, you know, imagine that I'm entering the Beis HaMikdash and this is the area and I need to go there or in that direction. If I needed to go to the right, obviously I turn to the right, but even if I need to go to something on my left, I would make a move towards the right and I'd circle around until I got to where I had to get on the left. And if I went to the right and did what I had to do, I wouldn't simply retrace my steps. Instead, once again, I'd circle around, leaving from the left. Now, this halacha that the Rambam essentially um, shares with us is based on the statement of the Mishnah, Mesechet Midot, chapter 2, Mishnah 2. And the Rambam La'am maintains that by quoting the Mishnah here, in this chapter, the Rambam is emphasizing that this business of the right away or circling left is a part of demonstrating our awe and our reverence for Hashem and Hashem's Beit HaMikdash Shechina. Because in the Mishnah and Midas, it's not actually included within the discussion of the Moira and the Kovid and the Yira. But since the Rambam chose to make it the third Mishnah in the seventh chapter, that obviously tells us much about how the Rambam views the essence of this comportment and why this behavior is, is important and what it expresses. What, is, what motivates it, if you will, or where does it come from? This is the jurisprudence, the philosophy behind it. Now, the Rambam in his commentary of the Mishnah says, for example, if one were to enter through the Shushan Gate, the Shushan Gate is on the east, then you would not turn towards the Chulda Gates, 
the Chuldi gates were on the south, but rather you would turn towards Shar Tedi, which is the northern gate, or that area. Now the Teisvis Yomtev says, when it says to circle and leave on the left, it doesn't necessarily mean that you had to exit the Beit HaMikdash from a gate in the opposite direction. It just means that one would continue circling towards the right, even if it would be shorter to leave on your left, you go all the way around, you take a longer or more circuitous route. And the notion of that circuitous route was essentially to demonstrate that you're not in a rush to leave the Beit HaMikdash. Um, as the Iran explains in Masechet Megillah, Al by doing this, a person is taking the lengthier way. Venira, and that demonstrates or makes it clear, that this is a person who cherishes, who loves the Beis HaMikdash. Now, that the Ram does say that. I'm not sure that that's what the Rambam is talking about here because the Rambam speaks about the notion of Mikdashai Tiro'u, not Mikdashai Techavivu, not cherish, but rather be in awe. So this is really interesting. It's, it's curious to me whether the Rambam actually agrees with the reasoning of the Ran, although in the um, Rambam Ha'aruch, he seems to believe that that's the understanding of Makif and Derech Smoyl circling left. Now, what happens, what happens if, um, if somebody is in the midst of what you would call an extraordinary event in their life? So here, here we're told that things get a little bit interesting. There is an exception to this rule. Chutz, with the exception of, somebody who would have experienced something grievous, an unsettling event in life. Shahu, that person, is makif al-hasmoil. That person would actually veer left. So he's got a, a different way. Now, what is this dover? What is this uh, dover that, that happens? It says, chutz misha'er dover. So the dover is understood to be either having lost a loved one, it's a major life cycle event that uh, heaven for fend disrupts life as we know it. And this might be the first time that a person got up from Shiva and now is going to the base of Migdash. Or the first time he's visited the base of Migdash since that grievous event unfolded in his life. And, you know, it's... It's not so simple to just go back to life as it was. So we'll see in a moment. There's, a, there's actually there's a mission. There's a goal here. There's a reason we do this. The other possibility is somebody who's a menuda, somebody who's excommunicated, they're ostracized, legally ostracized from the community, which is obviously a major event and disrupts normal communal engagement in life. So a person like that, the Ramam tells us, would be makif al-hasmoil he would enter the Beis HaMikdash leaning left. Now circling left or leaning hard left uh, would essentially communicate something to people. By seeing him enter left, so people would then be motivated to ask this individual, Malacha Makif al-Asmoil, why, why, why are you leaning left? Everybody leans right, everybody veers right, and you're, you're leaning left, you're, you're entering, you're veering towards the left. What's going on with you? And the person would answer, Shani Ovel, I'm a mourner. I lost a loved one. So this would 
pro pro kind of provoke the question. The fact that a person would be in that kind of situation would necessarily cause people to ask. And because it would cause people to ask, it would be a positive thing, an opportunity for people to find out what was wrong with somebody. In fact, the Teferis Yisrael expra explains that this distinction was made specifically so that people would be roused or motivated to pray for this individual due to his negative circumstances. So he answers Chani Ovel, and they respond, Hashokhen bebayit hazeh. May the Shekhinah, may he who resides or causes his presence to be manifest in this sacred structure, in this home, inachemcha. He should give you comfort. So people are giving him a blessing. It's almost like you're begging for a blessing. You're told to enter this way so that people have the opportunity to bless you and to pray on your, on your behalf, to pray for your welfare. If, however, the person would answer, Shani minuda, I've been ostracized by my community. I've been under court order, taken out of circulation. I've been banned, which restricts business activities, social interaction with people. So I'm distanced from everybody else. Then the people would respond, We're sorry to hear that. May he who resides in this home, cause you, place in your heart to change. You should have a change of heart. You should listen to the words of your peers, of your community. And then, certainly, in that case, you having had a change of heart, and you following the words of your colleagues or peers, that will certainly bring about the notion that they will, they will change as well, and they will now draw you in and accept you. Now the Mishnah that this is based on brings the opinion of Rabbi Meir, who maintained that the response would be Hashochen the one who lives in this house, the one who resides here, the Shechina, so Yitain Bilvavam should give them a change of heart. Rabbi Yossi disagrees. He says, if you say, may the good Lord change them, they should have a change of heart, then you're indicating they did the wrong thing. It's they who have to come around. And therefore, Rabbi Yossi says, that suggests that the court, the Bethden, was unfair in its judgment. And that's inappropriate. Now the Rambam, quoting Rabbi Yossi, seems to err with his opinion. And it seems to follow the notion that we don't pray for the court to have a change of heart, we pray for you to have a change of heart. And so fascinatingly, even something as pedestrian as entering the Beis HaMikdash served to bring you blessing. If you were in a normative state, well, as the Mishnah tells us, whenever you veer or go in direction, the appropriate thing is to head right. However, if you're under the influence of an extraordinary event which disrupted your life, going into the Beis HaMikdash, just going in, would immediately result in people asking about your welfare and then responding once they know why it is that your life's been disrupted, responding with their blessings for comfort or praying for you to have a change of heart and return to be reabsorbed by a decent, 
upright and good society. And of course, we pray that with Hashem's help, very soon we'll be entering the Beis HaMikdash again. And as when Mashiach comes, there'll only be good things. We'll all be entering towards the right and be able to bask in the glory and presence of Hashem's Shekhinah in our newly rebuilt Beit HaMikdash, Bimheira, will be Amen Amen. Thanks for joining today.